Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. I am off to Paris today. I'm honestly shit scared because I'm traveling alone. And if you have listened slash followed me for a while, you know that I absolutely hate traveling alone. I truly love my plug in the wall time. I need it. I crave it. Traveling alone couldn't be me. Not my thing at all. I don't get it. I've never had the urge to do an eat, pray, love thing. I have anxiety traveling alone. I don't like it. I don't want to do it ever. And I'm going for a week to Paris. And here's one thing that I'll say about Paris. It is a beautiful... First of all, I'm grateful. So I know that as a woman, we always have to say that we're grateful before anything in case people think that we're being you know, ungrateful or blah, blah, blah. You get it. I am so grateful for every opportunity. I'm literally so, so excited. But... um. Paris can be really intimidating as a city. I find myself, I don't think that I have, I'm easily intimidated, but I am very intimidated by Paris. Um, And I speak a little tiny bit of French, but it's not really even the language. I think it's just a city that is, it's kind of like New York, where if you don't know it, it can be very overwhelming. I'm sure that is a common experience in New York. I mean, I know New York and I get overwhelmed, so um, I get it. But 
I have never been to Paris Fashion Week before. This is my first one. So I think I'm also just anxious about that. And, you know, it's it's a whole different league. Europe is different for for fashion. It's it's so much more intense and and it's just, you know, there's so much more history and I'm excited but nervous all the same. So I really think I'm going to vlog, try to vlog every day because hopefully it'll be cool. And my therapist was like, anything that you are afraid of at this point in your life, like she's speaking to me specifically, she was like, you need to run into and do because she was like the number of things that you are intimidated to do and getting afraid of is getting less and less. So you need to push yourself. And she also said that courage is like when you are afraid to do something and you do it well anyway. So that is what I'm going to try to do and make you guys proud over there. But um, that is where I'm off to today. It was a week of birthday celebrations. I wanted to do an episode on birthday blues because this is the first year that I have felt birthday blues. I have always loved my birthday. I've always made a big to do about it. I was joking around with Dickie. I used to joke. We had this joke in our house in San Francisco that I would take on um, birth month interns, which I'm sure someone will misconstrue in a book about me one day saying what a narcissistic tyrant I was to all of my friends, which reminds me of the um, glossy book that I want to do a review of, but I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, it was a joke with our friends. And so I've always loved it. And I've always been like, why would you be sad on your birthday? You get so much attention and presents and there's cake and parties and it's so fun. And it's an excuse to get all your favorite people together. Um, and then this year, it just hit me, man. It just hit me. I tried to unpack why it hit me, but sometimes I think that I overanalyze everything. And it could just be that, you know, it it's like it's a weird inflection point. I think last year on my birthday, I had just gotten into a relationship. I was newly in love and I was comparing to last year. Comparison is the thief of joy. Um, I was comparing to last year. I was, I kind of felt a little bit lonely. Maybe I was, you know, really busy at fashion week and I had all my friends around me, but it just, I don't know, leading up to the, the like Saturday before my birthday, I felt just kind of lonely. And I also think that like, again, don't get me wrong. I I'm literally like living my dream. I love my job so much, but I think that there's something about being the person that everyone comes to, to tell them that it's going to be okay. Like once in a while, I need someone to tell me it's going to be okay. And I, I love talking about aging to you guys. I love talking about life and like the beauty of, of being able to, to age gracefully and healthily and like why aging is a privilege and all that shit and how it's okay to be in your thirties and be single and all that shit. Like I love it. And, and you, you guys do validate me all the time. Like I can't thank you enough for coming up to me on the street and telling you that, telling me that, you know, you, I made it okay for you to be 30 and not be afraid and whatever. But like, I don't know. I think I just felt like, holy fuck, like, could someone tell me it's going to be okay? Because I, I don't know if that made any sense and I hope it doesn't sound petulant or ungrateful at all, but I just, I'm just being honest with you guys. Um, I just felt kind of like, oh my God, I felt lonely. And like, also I need to stop qualifying. I have done a terrible job this year. Actually, no, I feel like I got a little bit better this year. I'm not going to qualify for the rest of the episode. If you misconstrue it, you misconstrue it. I feel like as I have more success in my career, I kind of get a little lonelier. I don't know if anybody else has experienced that. Like the more good things that happen to me in my work life, 
I feel sometimes a little bit more isolated. And we've talked before about how working hard can be lonely and isolating, especially if you're traveling a lot for work or, you know, you're just kind of heads down. You need a lot of time to just grind or whatever. It can be lonely. And it's like some good things happened in my work life in the past couple of weeks, like had movement on some big projects that I've been working on. But it's weird. It's like when they happened, I should have been so elated. But instead, I felt like, damn, like I wish I had someone to share this with or like, oh, last year at this time, like I would have been sharing this with my boyfriend or like, I don't know. I just felt lonely. That's the only way to describe it. And so I think that kind of like snowballed into some birthday blues. And I don't know. I I didn't like that feeling whatsoever. I did have a couple friends reach out to me who had just had their birthday and they were like, something's in the air this year because I had it too. And I was fine like the day after. So um, that comforted me for sure. And also it comforted me because I was like, well, I I can finally relate to you guys now because so many of you have written to me been like, I get so sad on my birthday and I never understood. So now I can better understand and I've put together some, you know, me wouldn't be me unless I flipped it on its head and made a fucking list of things we can do to make ourselves feel better. Um, but yeah. So anyway, then I was like, so bummed out. I was really, really feeling down in the dumps. And then, I mean, when I'm feeling like that, really the only thing that makes me feel better in the moment is spending time with my friends. So I went to Caviar Caspia with my best friend, Coco. Our birthdays are two days apart and I've known her since I was three two or three I've known her. Uh, So we've known each other for like 30 years at this point. And we went to Caviar Caspia. We had champagne and we had, you know, the caviar potato and we had a really good catch up. And uh, I mean, being with her always makes me feel so happy. And being with any of my friends makes me feel so happy. Oh, this is also what kind of like put me through a little, you know, weird mood. So I got set up because I was like, I have to start dating again because to be real with you guys, I have just totally not been putting effort into it. I haven't gone on any dates. I have been really closed off. I did reactivate my league profile and there have been some good conversations there. But like, aside from that, I haven't put in any effort and I have been like, let's just go for it. Let's get really honest. I've been like not taking my own advice and not living like it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Like I'm the one who's using the dating apps as a when I'm bored, which is the opposite of what I tell you guys. I'm like, use it as a tool. I'm the one who like collapses on an airplane and is like, ah, yeah, I'll scroll through for a few. I'll swipe for for 10 minutes and then like not answer anyone and like fall asleep, whatever. And I need to take my own medicine. Like if I want to meet people, I have to put the vibe out and I have to go on dates. So I was like, fine, I'll get set up. I'll go on this date. And I went on this date and it was just a really strange experience because The guy would have been my legit dream guy in my 20s. Why? Because in my 20s, I completely dated for like the on paper statistics. You know, do they have a good job? Do they have their shit together? Do they have a nice family? Do they, you know, did they go to a good school? Like, are they just, would they get along? Like, do they know the right spots? Like, I literally was like buying a car in my 20s. And I sat across from this guy and I thought, 26 year old tanks would have completely shit herself over you and something about realizing like obviously I've realized that that's not the way to date but something about really feeling it in that moment also made me have birthday blues where I was like wow it's it's just it's not that um so sorry to that guy but I mean he was really really nice he is gonna make someone so happy but there was just like literally no spark and I just got you know when you have a date where it's like not bad it's just so not you and you kind of feel like and you go home and you're like I I think I might cry a little bit right now um so 
that was that. And then I was, I, I did have a little cry and then it was time to go to my birthday dinner. And, um, we went to Lucali, which is so special. If you guys haven't been, it's literally the best pizza in the world, the best pasta. They have this special off menu pasta, which they made for me because, um, I'm special and it's, it's truly fantastic. Now I am not going to blow up their spot. I'm going to be cool, but I alluded to this on the radio. I'm just going to say, I saw someone in the dinner. I was literally crying when wig arrived. We were going to, we were going to take the car to Brooklyn together. And I was like crying and he was like, you need to snap out of it, bitch. Like, come on. And he had a little bit of birthday blues too this year. His birthday is like a week before mine. And he was like, you need to get it together. I was like, okay, you're right. So I put on a a hot outfit, went to meet my friends. And while we were waiting for our table in walked a, a person that means so much to me. And you know me, you know me. I take a fucking omen when I can get one. And I knew in this moment, that my year was going to be okay. And when I relayed this information to my therapist, she was like, I love that. I think that's great. And then she like flipped it on me and she said, you know, that person, even though you think of her as like an angel on earth and like the the coolest person alive and like the most talented person alive, even she has shit. Even she has made choices. Even she is not perfect. And that's what I want you to take into this next year and then obviously that made me cry so much and I was like oh my god thank you to my therapist I love her so fucking much my therapist is a Virgo too which just makes me feel so good so that definitely turned my mood and then I was honestly okay the next day like even before my actual birthday like I thought I was going to be really depressed because I had to fly all of Sunday alone and whatever but um I I actually was okay after that I know that sounds silly but it's like I personally like that about my personality where I can take something like seemingly meaningless and like give it meaning. I don't know. Some people might find that insane, but I like that I live that way. And it's like you can allow small random things to make you as happy as you choose. And I chose to allow that to be a really good omen for my year. So I'm running. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery, thriller, whodunit. And it is so scary and it's so emotive. And I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. 
This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. And I just know I can feel very safe using everything. My mom loves it too. I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it. She is a big fan of the body oil. She just loves how soft it makes her skin feel. It is the best. The Andaria Algae Body Oil is seriously one of a kind. Like I said, that's my mom's favorite. It's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It leaves skin silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth. So shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with way. Go to T H E O U A I.com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com promo code me tanks with it I flew home on Sunday my flight was five hours delayed thanks Delta and um was just so happy to be with the cats and then on my day of my actual birthday I went on a long hike with Brian in the morning and her dog Kaya um which was so fun and then I just honestly chilled all day at my house it was sunny I laid by my pool I ate cake I talked to friends on the phone um and then I just went to pizza with the girls on Tuesday night because I have like a lot of celebrations. So I wanted to keep it kind of cash on the day, but it was so nice. And, and the birthday blues had dissipated to get into some of the tips the night before my birthday, I wrote a letter to myself. I haven't done it every birthday, but I have found it really, really fun and helpful to look back on and kind of like as a reflection, as a gratitude tool, as a manifestation tool. And then I spoke to my therapist on my birthday, which if if it's your thing, I, I have to say that really is like to me the biggest treat when you do therapy on your birthday, because it is an amazing time to reflect on how far you've come and what you want to work on in the next year. I absolutely loved doing it. And my therapist was like, I really want you to do another manifestation exercise. I want you to write out what you see for your next year. And she was like, take a pen to paper. Um, And I've mentioned this to you guys before. I know that we're also accustomed to typing on our phones or computers, but I do find that with manifesting and journaling, there is an ineffable quality to writing it out pen on paper. There's something about physically getting it from your fingertips to the page out of your body that feels super powerful. So um, I did that and that felt great and so fun. And then I am going on a boat. I rented a boat with Boat Setter. So I'm doing that on Saturday, which will be fun, I hope, um, and a good way to like bookend the week. So 
how did I literally pull myself out of birthday blues aside from seeing this angel, <laughs> this angel in Brooklyn? Um, I think that it honestly does come down to gratitude a lot of the time. And I know that's like a tough pill to swallow because when you're feeling down the dumps, the last thing you want to do is make a gratitude list. But sometimes I literally force myself. Sometimes I force myself because it's the only thing that really helps you get perspective when you're in that headspace. Um, and it, it does help. And like, I'm really sorry to go there, but sometimes the only thing that will shock me is to be like, well, Tinks, you could be dead. And that's like the alternative or like you could be not healthy and this age. And that's like the alternative or and sometimes I do use that to scare myself and to be like, wake the fuck up. Like aging is a privilege. It really helps me to think about people who are a little bit older than me that I respect. Like I, I always think about like Julia Fox made this TikTok about aging and I really like think she's amazing. And that really made me feel better. I think about all the women who are kind of in my age group who are aging so gracefully and redefining what it means to be our age. And I also think about how this also really helps me is like when I was younger, I used to think that your life ended at 30. And now I know that your life kind of begins at 30. So one thing that really helps me is allowing myself to realize that I'm wrong and that I have beliefs that are wrong about aging, about life, about what's important to me. And that really, really helps because I think part of the birthday blues comes from like this fixed mindset thinking, oh, I, I everything that I think now I will always think. But when you reexamine what you thought about what you were younger, your priorities, like what you wanted, what you thought your life would be, and you think about it now, it's probably completely different, right? So that's exciting. Now I want to switch gears. Now that, now that I've been all woo-woo and depressing for a little bit, I want to switch gears and talk about like the fun side of birthdays, which is planning your birthdays and making it what you want. I have always said, I know that different friend groups do it differently. I think that if you invite people to your birthday dinner, you have to pay. I know that that is a completely controversial thing in some for some people. I think that if you say, hey, guys, like, let's go to dinner for my birthday, you have to pay. If your friends invite you out, if they say, hey, we want to take you to dinner, that's different. But if you organize it, you pay because you are asking people to come and celebrate you. And I find that exhilarating because it's like I get to plan it. I get to do it. I control the budget. It's in my hands. Here's what I will also say. I think that I've I've over the course of the, the show, which I've al almost been doing the show for two years, the radio show, um, I've received so many emails and calls about feeling upset that people don't organize your birthday for you. I think that that is wrong. I think that your birthday is what you make it. You're in control. Now, am I a type A first eldest child Virgo girl? Yes, I am. Okay. So I'm anal to fuck. All right. I was always going to plan my birthday. I think we all knew that. But I encourage everybody out there, non-Virgos alike, to if you have dreams or what you want your birthday to be, just organize it. It doesn't mean that people don't love you, especially when you get into your late 20s, early 30s and beyond when people have kids, families, crazy jobs. People love you. They just don't have time to plan a birthday party for you. Like you're not 23 anymore and you don't have time to like blow up 6,000 pink balloons and like do all that shit. If you have a vision that you want to go to a spa day for your birthday with your girlfriends, organize it. They will come. They will have a good time. They will bring you presents. They will bring you a cake, but they don't have the wherewithal to mind read you and organize it. And I feel really, really strongly about that. Also, you know what I think? I don't think that 
friendships are made in the big moments, in the birthdays, in the bachelorettes, this, that, and the third. Should your friends show up on your birthday? 100%. But is it their responsibility to plan it and do all that stuff? In my opinion, no. And if you are very like anal and a control freak, even more reason that you should do it and make it what you want. So that's why I knew I wanted to do something in New York and LA. I knew I wanted to have pizza in New York. I organized it. I knew I wanted to do the boat so I could get everybody together and trap them there so they couldn't get overboard. They can never leave me. Just kidding. Half. Um, I know I know what I want to do for the food. And I know someone's going to say, well, Tinks, you have the money to organize your birthday party, whatever, whenever. I know that's going to be the criticism someone says, but like you can make it whatever you want. Even if your birthday one year is like, okay, guys, I'm going to order a bunch of like amazing sushi and we're going to have a sushi and wine night at my house to celebrate your my birthday. Like make it what you want, but don't put the onus on other people. I do feel really strongly about that. I just think that the less financial burdens that you can place on your friends throughout your friendship, the better. And that's my hot take. Let's talk about texting on your birthday. Should you text your ex happy birthday? So I text some of my exes on their birthday and those ones all text me on my birthday. Obviously some I don't speak um, to them, but <laughs> so we don't text, but I I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. I think it's only like if you have a friendship with them and sometimes it's nice like if the breakup is fresh to take a few years off. And then if you're like friends or like friendly again, you can send it, but there really isn't any need to. Um, let's talk about friends who don't text you on your birthday. Now I feel like every year there is like one or two people that you are genuinely close with and they just forget like the day and they're, they're like a week later or something. And I have been that I've, I'm sure we've all done that. I think that if they apologize and it's like honest to God mistake, like they catch themselves and it's whatever. I, like I just did that to a friend. I completely forgot her birthday. I got it mixed up. I thought it was September 29th and it was actually September 9th. And I felt so fucking bad because immediately when she texted me on my birthday, I was like, God damn it. I forgot. It's okay. Just say, I am so fucking sorry. I love you. Scatterbrained. I'm sorry. Happy, happy birthday. And maybe like send them a Starbucks gift card or whatever, but it's not a big deal. All in all, though, I don't take that stuff very personally. Like that stuff doesn't offend me if people forget my birthday or like they forget to text me or, you know, stuff like that doesn't bug me. So I guess that's why I am how I am about that, because I know some people obviously if it's like your best friend and they forget that's fucked. But um, yeah, just as a tip, adding people's birthdays to my phone and calendar and like having it all in the contact is truly the best thing ever. And sometimes if it's like a good friend, what I'll do is I'll put a reminder a few days before an annual reminder, like two days before on my calendar so that I can remember to send them flowers again. And I do think it's really nice to send your close girlfriends flowers. If you don't live in the same place as them, it really, really makes their day or like send a Starbucks gift card. It's so cute. There's so many cute ways to just like make someone feel loved on their birthday if you're not with them. My friend Haley, who lives in San Diego, she sent me McDonald's Diet Coke and fries, which is just like the most sweet, thoughtful, like made my day so funny, such an us inside joke. Um, and it just like, it's so easy too. So that's one great thing about technology is how easy it's made it to just like reach out and let someone know that they are loved. I'm trying to think about what other fun birthday stuff. Okay. Do you guys still post on Instagram stories for birthdays? Okay. Personally, I might be in the minority here, but I actually love going through people's birthday stories. Like I love seeing what people post about um, people on their birthdays. I don't know. It doesn't 
doesn't bug me at all. I, I, I know some people are like, don't repost all of the birthday stuff, but I personally like to consume that content. So that's why I repost it. I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's like, it's, it's so funny to see like the pictures that people's friends pick up them. And, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really cute. So if anyone's birthday is coming up, I wish you happy birthday. Don't have the blues because, now that I've had them, I don't like them. I'm rejecting them next year. I'm only going to have good birthday energy because your birthday is a privilege. It's a gift. It's another rotation around the sun. And uh, I feel lucky to be lucky to be here, lucky to be doing this. And and just um, and also like a lot of I think a lot of birthday bluesness comes from comparison, like comparison of like, oh, like for me, for example, I was like last year I was in love at this time. And like, that makes me feel lonely or whatever. So just remember comparison is the thief of joy, which reminds me a ton of you sent me an Adam Grant Instagram. And I really usually like him. He has a lot of good um, shareable quotes that he puts on Instagram. So a lot of you guys sent me this. It says, comparison is not the thief of joy. Envy is. Resenting others' success breeds misery and rivalry. Admiring their success brings motivation and learning. We all compare ourselves to others. A key to growth and happiness is focusing our comparisons on people who inspire us. And I respectfully disagree with Mr. Grant on this one because I think that comparison doesn't always mean jealousy. It can mean or envy. I I think if he's using those interchangeably, like I think comparison can just be it's more like negative view of yourself or like the gap to me. The comparison is like even the instinct to go and compare is where the hurt comes from, right? That's what it is. I was thinking long and hard about how to articulate why I didn't agree with this, but it's like, for example, when I go to my in, my phone and I take out Instagram and I scroll, I go to look at models who make me feel bad about myself. To me, the thievery of joy comes even before I have looked at the page, and that's my opinion is like it comes from me feeling upset and me wanting to go look at them and then more joy gets lost when I look at them. But it's also like comparison isn't always about like, oh, I want their car or their body. It can be about where you think you you should be or where you were. As I just said in my birthday example, like I got sad because I was comparing where I was to last year. And so I'm obviously not jealous of myself. Like that doesn't make any sense. So I don't totally agree with him. Like I do, I do agree with the middle paragraph where he says resenting other success breeds misery and rivalry. 1000% in that case, I agree with you, Adam Grant. Like that is because to me, that's scarcity mindset instead of abundance mindset. That is the same as like her success is not my failure. hundred percent agree. But I, I just think that any sort of comparison is negative. Like you should only be thinking about yourself, where you are. And that is so true for that totally applies to birthday blues. So I will keep that in mind for next year. Also, guys, I am so excited to be partnering with Instagram on a super special AMA. So look out for that coming on Friday. It's going to be amazing. And you guys know how much I love Instagram. So this is a real thrill for me. I can't wait. Talk to you next time. Bye.